0: This plant, it's been used for quite some time in um, the Mazateca region by the Curanderos and the healers there, specifically for healing physical illnesses. So the way that they they use the plant traditionally is by chewing the leaves. So there's multiple routes of administration with salvia. You can chew the fresh leaves, you can chew the dried leaves, um, you can make a tea out of it, but that's very, very weak. And, um, or you can dry the leaves and smoke it or you can make a concentrated extract out of it and smoke that.
1: Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. I'm your host. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest, Mr. Christopher Solomon, to the show. Christopher is a somatic salvia guide and healer. He's a teacher and an inventor of a pipe that aids in the mindful exploration of salvia divinorum. Christopher has dedicated his life to working with salvia as a medicine and has over a decade of experience in this field. He has spent the last five years guiding individuals and groups through salvia sessions. Christopher has a unique approach to working with salvia, incorporating somatic therapy techniques, and his vast experience in working with the plant has really afforded a lot of people breakthroughs. In response to the 2020 pandemic, Christopher started guiding people on Salvia sessions via Zoom. This has given him a broader reach and the ability to support people all over the world, right in the comfort of their own homes. So Christopher's main goal is to empower people to use Salvia for themselves in a supportive, informative, and enlightening manner. And his deep understanding of Salvia and its properties allows him to guide people safely through experiences leading to transformational healing. Christopher holds a BA in psychology from the University of Texas at Dallas and received his training in somatic psychotherapy from the Hakomi Institute of California in their comprehensive two-year training certification program. He is also certified in holistic and integrative nutrition and has completed the body mind centering training at the Stool for Body Mind Centering with Bonnie Brainbridge Cohen. So, let's dive into this interview with Christopher. I'm really excited to learn about his work with Salvia and find out how it can be used to enhance our mindfulness practices. all right all right all right christopher hey 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 welcome to the mindfulness experience how are you it's so good to be here i'm doing
0: fantastically well and i think you really summed everything up perfectly right there and uh oh. um, and there's still lots more to be said so we oh can dive- man
1: i i hope so we've got we got some time to do that and really unpack it and i'm Really, I was so thrilled to to meet you. We were uh, in a group, uh, a a peer uh, support group, Uh, really uh, looking at this whole new landscape of psychedelics and medicines and plant medicines, specifically entheogens that really help individuals to break through and to really have transformative experiences. So you've got uh, quite a bit of a background and I was really impressed and very, very thankful that we had this chance or we have this chance to talk today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with working with salvia?
2: Hmm,
0: yeah. Yeah, my my process with working with salvia really happened very organically and quite slowly over time. Um, I had some initial salvia experiences when I was in high school that um, really made it seem as if there wasn't too much that this plant actually had to offer a very common experience that people have when they first smoke salvia is by smoking concentrated extracts Mm -hmm. and um, initially people's experiences are meaningless kind of bizarre they can be quite terrifying because it's easy to smoke too much so one of the very important factors Mm. that i like to talk about and teach people about with salvia is about proper dosing and how to approach the plant mindfully um, but unfortunately, most people don't approach the plant mindfully, especially when they found out about it initially, because mm. it was sold in smoke shops and head shops as a legal alternative to weed, and the smoke shops didn't give any guidance about how much should be smoked. And um, so because of that, people would smoke a large bowl of salvia, mm. have a dissociative, terrifying experience because it's very potent, mm. and... um I was one of those people that the first time I smoked salvia just seemed odd. I felt weird, tactile forces pulling and pushing on my body, and um, there was odd cartoon-like visuals that came to my mind's eye, and it only lasted for a few minutes, and then I kind of came back to reality, and it it was bizarre, but there was nothing in it that felt compelling to go back and do it again. And Then, you know, a few, like a year went by, I tried salvia again, and again, not much happened. I either just laughed hysterically for a few minutes for no reason. And um, one's voice can sometimes get really, really low. So Mm -hmm. you talk very low down like Mm -hmm. this sometimes.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Your motor coordination is impacted. um, Mm And again one of the most striking things about it is the very felt sense of tactile forces in and outside of your body pulling manipulating you flattening you spreading you out um Mm -hmm. so it can feel like you're becoming a two-dimensional object or it's Mm -hmm. common to become um inanimate Mm. Mm -hmm. then you feel all inanimate matter around you becoming animate
2: Mm.
0: and um but still, it was not mm. much to write home about. Mm. And, you know, my, my experience with salvia really started to change when I meditated first before smoking it. Just mm. for a few minutes, I took 10 slow, deep breaths and then smoked salvia. And that was a completely different experience and really keyed wow. me into the fact that there is actually an um, a, a intelligent entity being behind this plant that I met firsthand when I smoked it after meditating. Mm. And, um So that was the first thing that keyed me into the fact that there's more to this plant and more specifically, how you approach the plant makes a very big difference. Mm.
1: Well, I think that's uh, that's incredible. So, you know, uh, the whole smoke shop uh, experience and you talking about cannabis and weed, as you put it, you know, uh, I, I think there is a a lot of people who sort of sort of dive into something and they think you know uh if a little is good then a lot must be really good let mm-hmm. me go ahead and try more and right. it in a lot of cases it's really the opposite you know right. impact because the microdose effect we know a lot of research in terms of just having enough to shut down the default mode network and having enough that really helps you to see things that you may need to see. And you've obviously experienced that through the process of having the right intention, the right set, the right setting, and then the right integration. So for people who may not be familiar with salvia, you know, can you uh, explain what salvia divinorum is and its properties? Uh, Since this is the area, you know, I mean, a lot of people know about cannabis now. It's legal in a lot of places, but not many people will know about salvia. Tell us a little bit about it. Right, right. You know, salvia, it's it's a fascinating plant because um,
0: it's endemic to the Sierra Mazateca region outside of Oaxaca in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, endemic meaning that it's the only place that it was naturally occurring in the world. And salvia divinorum doesn't, hasn't been found anywhere else in the world to be growing naturally. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's almost a thousand different types of salvia.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, you know, the sage that we cook with is salvia officinalis. Rosemary actually has just recently been reclassified as a salvia.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, I believe it's a salvia rosmarinus. And um, so... And there's, you know, there's a red type of salvia that they use for inflammation. Um, and, you know, there's actually some beautiful books about all the different types of salvias that they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so of all the so salvia-, salvia
1: itself, I mean, is just the name of a type of a plant. And exactly. then there are different varieties, like we would say, you know, human beings, but then, you know, humans come from different areas around the world and speak different languages. So the, uh, you know, the corollary would be, you know, pretty much the same here, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Selvia is the genus and Divinorum is the species. Got it. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, so this plant, it's been used for quite some time in um, the Mazateca region Mm -hmm. by the Curanderos and the healers there specifically for healing physical illnesses.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, the way that they do it is um, it's just a regular leafy green plant. When you look at the plant, it doesn't look as if there's anything particularly remarkable about it. Um, It has nice, big, large emerald green leaves that have nice, big veins on them. it has a square stem, which is a characteristic of many salvia's, and um, so the way that they they use the plant traditionally is by chewing the leaves,
2: something
0: hmm. called a quid. So there's multiple routes of administration with salvia. You can chew the fresh leaves, you can chew the dried leaves, um, you can make a tea out of it, but that's very very weak, and um, or you can dry the leaves and smoke it, or you can make a concentrated extract out of it and smoke that now is it le-
1: is it is it legal in most of the states or what's the legality of it right now
0: it is illegal in some states and legal in some states it's hmm. federally legal
1: mm-hmm. uh but it's not federal state- federally it's legal yeah yes okay yeah. Got it
0: and um there was a push to make it illegal in around about 2008 um -hmm. a bunch of states jumped on the bandwagon and they quickly passed a bill that made it illegal but that's when it was getting a lot of media attention because people were posting videos of themselves having Mm -hmm. dysphoric scary salvia experiences on youtube and then people were watching that and thinking holy shit, this is a dangerous drug we need to stop it now Mm mm-hmm And it it was really um, the big push came when someone committed suicide and his parents blamed salvia divinorum on it, even Mm. though he had since stopped smoking salvia for quite some time. And there's been no other cases of people having suicidal ideation because of salvia. Mm. And um, actually, the opposite has been true. There's been uh, quite a few people I've spoken to who were close to committing suicide and then they smoked salvia and it just took away all their suicidal ideation immediately.
2: Hmm.
1: Like esketamine or something mm-hmm. along that line, yeah. Right. So what is yeah. it? So what is the plant generally used for? Um, because we know, like in the case of you know cannabis, a lot of people will talk about you know its its use in terms of working with PTSD. Certainly right. from a microdose viewpoint, or from a creative viewpoint, if we look at you know psilocybin or LSD, we 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 see different areas again through ptsd or trauma to be able to go ahead and rewrite or reframe reboot reset Mm -hmm. you know um, someone's experience tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit about it because you incorporate somatic therapy techniques into your salvia sessions is that right
0: that's right yeah yeah so it actually has quite a a wide variety of uses um Mm -hmm. again the traditional use for healing physical illnesses um it's very useful for inflammation um especially in the gut Mm. Um, it's very useful for rheumatism as well, and treating uh, alcoholism, opioid withdrawals, and general addiction.
2: Mm.
0: And um, and this is because it affects um, some opioid receptors in the brain. That's another thing that makes Salvia unique, is even though it is a hallucinogenic plant, it doesn't contain any alkaloids, and mm. it does affect the 5-HT2A receptors. Mm-hmm. Instead, it affects the kappa opioid receptor system in our brain. And so there is this compound. It's it's a pretty it's a beast of a compound called salvinorin A. If if you look at the molecular structure, it doesn't look like anything related to an alkaloid. And so this salvinorin A um, is an agonist against um, our kappa opioid receptor system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we have three opioid receptor systems in our in our brain. We've got kappa, um, delta, and mu. Mm-hmm. So when you take painkillers like um, oxycodone or anything like that, or you take heroin, Mm -hmm. it affects the mu opioid receptor system. Mm -hmm. And what that does is, as we all know, it makes one feel short-term feelings of euphoria Mm -hmm. and relaxation and not really being too worried about things. But then after that wears off, one builds tolerance, one gets cravings and it makes, um, you know, you want to go back and do these substances more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, salvia divinorum actually has the opposite effect. When we when we um, um, uh, activate the kappa opioid receptor system, mm-hmm. it can induce feelings of dysphoria.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's not exactly a necessarily pleasurable experience right off the bat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because of this, there are not many people who get uh, physiologically or even psychologically addicted to salvia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so dysphoria,
1: it, dysphoria, meaning that you, uh, explain the term dysphoria for our listeners.
0: Yeah. Dysphoria, meaning that, um, the experience can feel physiologically uncomfortable.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, one can feel uncomfortable, prickly sensations on the body. Mm -hmm. Um, one can feel as if one is a little bit outside of your body so it feels like one can have a dissociative out-of-body
1: experience sort of like ketamine uh, in that Mm -hmm. respect there's a although ketamine is It certainly has an addictive quality to it if used uh, certainly more often, but you don't see this here with salvia, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, right. Salvia is very self-regulating, and unlike substances that affect the new opioid receptors, with salvia there's something called reverse tolerance. So you actually need less of it over time. Hmm. Interesting. And so. you know, so people say, How much do I smoke? And it's like, Well, how long have you been smoking it? What have your previous experiences been like?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the dosage with salvia makes such a big difference as well, because at a low dose, it's actually a very embodying experience. But at a high dose, it's very dissociative and unembodying. Hmm. Um, so, when one actually has quite a large degree of control over how far you can go into salvia space hmm. and what you get out of it. So, you know, you're, the question of what it's what it's useful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, healing physical ailments, I've had some very profound firsthand um, physiological healing experiences with salvia. Mm-hmm. Got rid of um, a swollen lymph node in my neck that I've been mm-hmm. trying to battle for months. I got rid of it in, in the course of about five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's very good if you have um, food poisoning or diarrhea, it stops mm-hmm. that it's very useful for menstrual cramps if you have any sort of cramps like that um when you get the kappa opioid receptor system activated it is also an analgesic so it's a it's a painkiller
2: hmm.
0: and um but then from the psychological side of things there's the um salvia is a can be quite an emotionally um neutralizing experience hmm. and so
1: You know, you you smoke. Neutralizing like numbing? Is that what you you mean by that from the viewpoint of just sort of, uh, uh, again, back to the disassociative side of things, being Mm -hmm. able to sort of step outside, look at yourself in the mirror, kind of uh, in that respect? Yeah.
0: It's less of a numbing and more of a felt sense of objective distance from Mm -hmm. the emotions that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Got it. So, So when when still aware of the emotions, mm And okay. one can feel very physically where where they are in one's body, mm-hmm. but you have the sense of um, removal from them, but you're still mm-hmm. personally attached to them in a mm-hmm. way where you recognize they're a part of your being, wow. but they are not actually your being. So, Salvia does a very good job of bringing one to what some might re- refer mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. objective, authentic self.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it does
0: a very good job of helping you actually pass out what is yours, what is not
1: yours. Wow. So you're able to really kind of do a 360 circumspect in terms of who you are, where you are, what's going on inside your body, what's going on inside your whole physiology, biology, maybe even from a relational viewpoint to kind of just, you know, the old song, I just checked in to see what condition my condition is in, Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so tell me, uh, how do you, uh, can you kind of walk us through, um, you know, what someone might expect, you know, during a session, you know, a guided session? Because mm-hmm. we talked about the somatic element. I'm just wondering how that kind of ties into it. And one of the things you started talking about was, you know, the ability to have uh, some meditation, some intention before mm-hmm. you go into it. And I'm just wondering what, you know, what what a step by step, maybe, you know, whatever that might look like for you in terms of how many steps or what it might look like in terms of set setting and integration.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So the, um, I guess first one will need to talk a little bit about proper dosing with Salvia. Okay. Um, and which route of administration you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I do guided sessions with people, what I do is um, I provide very small doses of um, either 5 or 10X extract. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll explain what a salvia extract is. So you 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 grow a salvia plant and you pick the leaves and you dry the leaves, Mm -hmm. and that would be considered like plain leaf 1X. It's just the plain leaf. Mm -hmm. Now, 5X means that you were to take five grams of leaf, extract the salvanorin A out of that, Mm-hmm. and then infuse that back on one gram of leaf. So you're making a five times potency extract.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Same as 10x, you know, you 10, 10 grams of leaf infused back into one gram of leaf and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, so when people smoke salvia, they generally have a scary experience because they load a whole bowl of extract,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is the equivalent of saying like, chugging a bottle of tequila and having that be your impression of what alcohol is versus Mm -hmm. slowly sipping a margarita
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, so when i do guided sessions with people you know i use you know for those who like specific numbers around 7 to 10 milligrams Mm -hmm. of 10x
1: extract Mm
2: -hmm. okay does
1: it matter like You know with uh, ketamine uh, you know there are different doses for different people body weight is size body weight like i'm six two you know 200 pounds you know like you know do you do you go by some of those measures You know, or, 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 you know, if there are some other contraindications, if I was on, you know, Xanax, some SSRIs, some other things, you know, would you look at that? I'm just wondering from the viewpoint of the neuroreceptors and how, what the, what the, what the contraindications are if I'm smoking cannabis or something else like that, you know? Right, right. Yeah.
0: So I've noticed no difference in people's, Mm -hmm gender or weight being much of a factor, as far as how much they need.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Because salvia is not an alkaloid, it doesn't affect the 5-HC2A receptors. It means that you can take salvia if you are on SSRIs.
2: Mm -hmm. Like ketamine. Um,
0: Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, If you have, um, if you're on opioids, Mm -hmm. it can dampen the effects of salvia Hmm. same thing is true with um, naltrexone some people take naltrexone for chronic pain and and, and other other disorders mm-hmm. and naltrexone can uh,
1: again dampen the effects of salvia and i imagine the same thing with cannabis that that could also dampen the effects of uh, salvia um
0: cannabis and salvia actually work quite well together i've actually okay. noticed that salvia okay. works very well with you know mm-hmm. i've I've had Salvia with cannabis. I've had Salvia with ketamine. I've had Salvia with DMT, and um, mm-hmm. I've had Salvia on the morning of an ayahuasca experience. but I was speaking mm-hmm. to someone else recently, and he says that he chews Salvia leaves when he has an ayahuasca experience, and it takes the nausea away from the ayahuasca experience, really i've noticed the same thing when i combine salvia with um dmt it takes mm-hmm. a lot of the body load away with the dmt experience mm-hmm. and it takes the nausea and also salvia is very potent anti-anxiety inducing at the low doses so it can take the anxiety anxiety away from these experiences so i've actually found that salvia has a wonderful synergy with most things mm-hmm. um, I've taken salvia with a little bit of ibogaine before when I was microdosing ibogaine, mm-hmm. and I noticed the ibogaine potentiated the salvia a lot more. So it actually increased mm-hmm. the strength of the experience, mm-hmm. based on it both intensity-wise and based on the length of the experience as well. Mm-hmm. It it
1: twice as much. So, so I come to you and I say to you, listen, Christopher, uh, you know, here I am, uh, six foot two, eyes of blue, uh, you know, two hundred pounds. What can you do? and i i say to you also hey i i've got some hypertension you know mm. um, w- walk me through a typical kind of an experience
0: yeah yeah so you know as you mentioned in the intro i, I work with people remotely via zoom um mm. it is legal and what i do is you know i i send all the supplies that one needs so one thing is a i make a five bolt water pipe that lets mm-hmm. you Preload all your salvia bowls beforehand. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the, the biggest changes that I've made in um, working with salvia and what I would say my protocol is, is rather than smoking one large bowl, um, I, I have the clients smoke five bowls, five hmm. small bowls over the course of about an hour with at least five minutes between each bowl.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So I've got my bowls, I've received them and You know we've got five small bowls and over the course of an hour we're gonna go ahead and you're gonna say keith you know uh let's uh let's get to it and uh okay i'm ready all right and
0: setting expectations is important as well because i think it's very important to know what to look for Mm -hmm. what to not look for and what to look for Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
0: you know for example with salvia you're not going to have dmt like visuals And you're not going to have um, a slew of creative thinking patterns coming on similar like one would with cannabis Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so at low doses salvia is much more of a quiet meditative experience where the mind actually becomes quite still and the internal chatter seems to stop and salvia is much more of a somatic medicine meaning it is much more of a physically felt kinesthetic experience Mm -hmm. than it is An emotional thought-provoking
1: experience Hmm. so So is it like you're is is, uh, you know do we talk about a vibe so is there a sense of really having a uh, an embodied uh Hmm. experience to your point you know where you're you're feeling like you're totally in your body you're feeling like you're totally present to what's going on in the moment and your chatter and all the thought patterns i mean that to me would be sort of like a satori kind of moment right. where you're having this the sense of you know uh the ineffable yeah you know?
0: right right yes salvia and meditation go hand in hand if, mm-hmm. if you were to if, if you were to try to sum up what a a light dose salvia experience is like you could say that is feels as if you are on day eight of your vipassana retreat mm-hmm. it very very quickly takes one to a very deep still place of meditation mm-hmm. where you feel very embodied
2: mm-hmm.
0: Now, at the same time, though, if you then, as we proceed to progress through the multiple bowls, mm-hmm. uh, where one initially might have felt energy and movement happening within one's body, one can then feel these same sorts
1: of energies happening outside of your body as well.
2: Hmm. Um, what do you so What they, do you
1: mean? Like, like the like the room is vibing, like the walls are moving, like the carpets, you know, like, wiggling or. It's more
0: like one gets a felt sense as if there is a, um, hmm, you know, people will say that they feel a feeling of rotation happening outside of their body.
2: Mm -hmm. So they
0: might feel nothing in their body, but they feel movement and they feel warmth and they feel um, tactile energy. Hmm. Um, and they can also feel this the sense of a presence of other in the
1: room with them. What's happening to the respiration? What's happening to the heartbeat? What's happening to you know, the neurokinetic energy that's you know dancing all around, which is kind of what i'm I'm, I'm hearing in, in some of what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. so um I notice um, an immediate relaxation coming through the body. the the hmm. breathing is going a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels as if it's easier to breathe as well Now I was working with someone recently And he had trouble taking full breaths Generally speaking
2: mm-hmm.
0: And um, so Solvee, the Salvia experience can be a very informative body worker And a very informative guide
2: mm-hmm.
0: So in his particular case What he felt was um, a deep opening up Right below his belly Close to his root And he just felt his breath drop down there And the message Salvia gave him was, hey, you don't have to work so hard to expand your lungs in order to get a deep breath. Just Mm -hmm. let your breath drop down to your root. Mm -hmm. And um,
1: so... Mm -hmm. So it's that real sort of sense of calm, the real sense of kind of riding the breath and really recognizing that while the breath is still there, It's Mm. not necessary to go ahead and pump it or, you know, really kind of get all worried about it. It's just a really kind of quiet little purr, yeah?
0: It's a quiet purr and it's helping you get out of your own way so your body's automatic functions can just do things as they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's quite common to for people to feel as if their consciousness and their psyche is actually leaving their body. Mm -hmm. And while they're out of their body, there is this sense of, entities coming into one's body mm-hmm. and kind of cleaning one up mm-hmm. and um, reorganizing things both psychologically and energetically. So for oh, this wow. reason, salvia can actually be a very useful aid at helping one integrate other plant medicines.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, one of the things that uh, was interesting to me—I mean, you've mentioned it a couple of times—we've talked about it as the, you know, day, you know, seven or of the Vipassana retreat, you know, the Insight Meditation retreat, or, you know, when whenever whatever day that was. But right. uh, you know, it uh, the the whole idea of meditation, the whole idea of presencing, what's presence, what 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 is present and what's going on, and the ability to you know reboot reset reframe you know uh, experiences i'm wondering uh you know that's very different from you know what you sort of talked about in terms of the you know the the misconceptions around salvia and mm-hmm. i'm wondering um you know what are you know some of these misconceptions and let me well before we go there how do how do you best prepare for this kind of an experience you know, uh, when you're working with someone, if you said to me, "Hey, Keith, here's your, you know, here's your package," you got it, great. Now, mm-hmm. did you do your homework? So, what kind right. of homework? What what's the homework? what What would I do, and how would we kind of kick that off?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that's quite wonderful about wonderful about Salvia is that, as far as your you know set and setting is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are certain days where I know it would be a terrible idea for me to take LSD or mushrooms mm-hmm. because I might be in a foul mood and things just feel like they're all over the place. And I was like, well, you know, this this would just be asking for trouble if I were to take any sort of substance.
1: You yeah, know, because it amplifies everything.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A salvia does a really good job of meeting one where one is. Mm-hmm. And this is this is actually a theme that many pe- people notice as they continue to use salvia over time. that. The message that Salvia gives you is like, hey, this is all about meeting yourself where you are mm-hmm. and being in a healthy relationship with yourself and being present and engaged with yourself, with the people around you, and really being engaged in the moment mm-hmm. and not being so concerned about what's happening before and what's happening after.
1: So are you saying that the preparation work isn't as important? I'm I'm, I'm a little confused. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not... Um, the preparation work doesn't need to be as involved.
1: I see, okay. So um, it doesn't necessarily amplify maybe what I'm feeling before I start the process of jumping into it in terms of my, you know, what's going on inside of me and amplifying whatever my consciousness is or my subconsciousness is. Right. What it, what you're saying is it sort of, as a whole body experience, it kind of meets you in your body and it kind of helps you from an inquiry viewpoint. Kind of say, hey, let's check in, again, let's check in to see what condition your condition is in, or? Exactly, it's more like, you know, I I like to think
0: of Salvia Salvia as a really great neutralizer. If you're feeling down, it'll bring you up to a Mm -hmm. steady baseline. And Mm -hmm. if you're feeling up and manic, it'll bring you down to a steady baseline. Hmm. So it's very very good at bringing the system to a state of homeostasis and because of this it makes emotion It makes it very helpful for emotional regulation
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, There's someone that I know that he'll sometimes have anxiety attacks panic attacks mm-hmm. and He'll smoke salvia in the middle of a panic attack and it'll just bring him straight back down to Feeling as if the panic attack was never even there mm-hmm. um, And so you know when people like to say like well, what do i do to get prepared before a session you know i like to say just have a clean room have a clean nice tidy space mm-hmm. and really prepare your space as if you were to prepare it if you were going to do an extended meditation
2: mm-hmm.
0: so um it's important to have a quiet environment because one's sensitivity to sound can become quite amplified on salvia mm. um, one can start to hear things happening very far away mm-hmm. and they seem Um, quite um, pointed and focused towards one, Mm -hmm. so generally people prefer to do salvia in silence and in a dim environment um, with as little distractions as possible. Mm -hmm. It's a much more of a inward experience than it is an outward facing experience. Mm -hmm. Music can generally be quite distracting, Mm -hmm. And as far as what one can do to prepare, you know, it's always very useful to get clear on one's intentions, to maybe do some journaling beforehand. Mm -hmm. But I think the most helpful experience that people have noticed is to focus on body-based meditations beforehand.
2: Mm.
1: So like doing a body scan, being able to go ahead and really... Focus in on your senses, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your tongue, the ability to move into your upper torso, the lower torso, have an awareness of sensation, all of those things. But unlike a lot of the other, um, uh, all, unlike a lot of the other entheogens, you know, or, you know, things like MDMA or, or, you know, ketamine for that matter, you know, they use the blind blindfold. Yep. You get that. You get that blindfold you get that that aspect, but there is music because the music is often used as a um as a sort of a a way to bring up archetypally, you know, what is going on or what has gone on in terms of the takeoff, the flight, the landing, and then mm-hmm. the ability to go ahead and really see how that correlates with your yeah. own life experience. Yeah. This exactly. is different. This is different. different.
0: Yeah, yeah. With Calvia the stiller you are, and the more quiet you are, the more you're going to notice. Hmm. So it's very um,
1: zen. It sounds very, very
0: zen. Very, very It makes sitting still and being quiet feel very pleasurable. Wow. Um, wow. And, wow. Uh, you, you know, you, you mentioned these archetypal experiences. One thing that's interesting with Salvia as well is, it seems as if there are initially a set of archetypal experiences that people have when they first start exploring Salvia. It's very common to feel as if you are a wheel. Hmm. So you feel like you're a a, wheel. You're a wheel. Wheel. You feel as if you're a huge wheel, just Hmm. rotating infinitively, Hmm. infinitely
1: through time and space. Sounds like the Bhava Chakra wheel of uh, of life. You know, really understanding that you know we we are our total experiences, set sum of experiences, and that you know, Mm -hmm. as we, as we, as, as, as we have learned, you know, and as we uh, root ourselves into certain behaviors, so we become, right? Mm Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
0: there's this, just this sense of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, another one of the archetypes is um, people feel
1: as if they are in the 1950s. Hmm. In the 1950s with like black and white TV, that kind of thing, or? What do you more mean, like, like with 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 fedoras and like long dresses?
0: <laughs> yeah. More, more like um, the, huh. you know, more like the plasticky
1: side of the nineteen fifties. You know, oh, when oh, okay. was, yeah. you know, um, row houses and you know camel cigar, camel cigarette. Right, right.
0: <laughs> um, and it's it, it's it's so common with so many people that I've worked with. Hmm. They've never read anything about Salvia before, you know. Maybe they're third ball into it. They'll just say something like, "They'll say, I don't know why, but it just feels so 1950s." Hmm. That maybe that's
1: the two-dimensional, the two-dimensional quality of of as you mentioned. You sort of move into a a sort mm. of a tinny, a tinny kind of quality that's less Technicolor and more black and white
0: it could be it could be mm. i mean and it's not always the 1950s i was working with someone recently and he said that he was um wow. he was in the 1920s floating above a train station
2: wow 1950s
1: and, yeah and so
0: there's definitely
1: um those are, those are good years man uh certainly in the <laughs> certainly certainly in the u.s uh you know boom era I mean the 20s and the 50s were that's where it was all happening right
0: right yeah that's a really good point yeah so I've been kind of thinking like why is this and I've noticed that it happens with people no matter what their ages you know they can be in their early 20s or they can be in their 70s mm-hmm. and they can be the sense of going back in time so time travel is definitely a thing that feels very possible with Salvia wow. and not, not not just time travel one can feel as if one is living in someone else's consciousness you get plucked back in time so there's wow. this um, idea of the multiverse becomes very real with salvia where you feel yourself living in multiple timelines mm.
1: well it's, you know it's very it's very interesting to me because you know i um i'm a big fan of uh, stanislav drop's work in terms of understanding uh you know the power of breath and the power of the uh, you know, of non-ordinary states of consciousness and really understanding that, you know, they are as real Mm. as ordinary states of consciousness, you know, which, you know can be really uh in some cases extraordinary or extraordinary you know right. for that matter so i think what you're talking about here is the ability to go ahead and really do some inner work and the mm. ability to really kind of take a look at maybe ancestral work maybe archetypal work maybe work that really helps the individual to you know really from a somatic viewpoint Uh, deal with some traumas that they may not have dealt with before. I really like the idea of the Zen quality of the quietness and the sensitivity of it and the amplified hearing aspects of it. What are, let me ask you, what are some of the common, I I was talking about this before, we didn't get there. What are some of the common misconceptions about Salvia and how do Hmm. you address some of those with clients? I mean, because you know, I'm just wondering. Like you know, we talked about the weed shops or the smoke shops. You know, Creighton is mm-hmm. a is a is another one that's out there, and you know, there's are some really bad press around that. You know, in terms of the impact of it, and some people might think that Salvia is a little like Creighton because yeah. you had mentioned that. Can you talk to something you know about? You know that you, when I say you mentioned it, you, that you can get it at these shops, these smoke shops. Can you hmm. talk a, a little bit about what the common misconceptions are?
0: Yeah, one of the common myths that's floating around is that in order for salvia to work, you have to smoke a lot of it very quickly, hmm. and that you need to use a like one of those um, little blowtorch lighters. Hmm. And so there's this there's this myth that the experience needs to be rushed and you have to do it all at once and if you don't do it all at once it's not going to work and you miss you're going to miss out on this window of opportunity Hmm. and so you know psychologically that sets people up for thinking like i got to hurry up into this experience Um, but what they're unknowingly doing is rushing into a very deep uncomfortable experience that can be quite traumatizing there's quite a few people that i work with who come to me specifically because they want to rewrite their initial terrifying salvia experience Mm -hmm. they'll be Mm -hmm. like oh man 20 years ago i smoked salvia and Mm -hmm. it still sits with me today how terrifying that was but also at the same time i was clued into the fact that there's something more that this plant actually has to offer me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's the biggest misconception is that the experience has to be rushed and you have to do a lot of it at once
1: and one of the other things you talked about, which I think is very interesting, you know, Creighton has a really bad reputation in terms of addiction qualities. So, you mm-hmm. know, highly addictive, uh, you know, I'm I trained as a credentialed alcohol and substance abuse counselor, a certified addiction recovery coach. So, you know, this whole issue of looking at drugs and, you know, uh, better living through chemistry, if you will, you know, the ability for us to really look at neurogenesis, look at, you know, uh, build, uh, being able to uh, uh, build the connections, the neuroreceptors throughout our brain and being able to rewire our consciousness or expand it, I think is great. But on mm-hmm. the other side, you've got drugs that really don't do good stuff for our bodies. What I'm hearing from you here is that this is a um, a really a natural plant. You've perfected a methodology to go ahead and smoke it. You have a a really titrated kind of approach, a very measured approach to actually experimenting with it. And then you help guide people through that process. So from a physical and a psychological uh, viewpoint, you know, what have people experienced coming out the other side of it? Because we, you talked about one client, I'm just wondering, you've worked with a a few clients, so they go ahead and they get it, they look at it, they have these misconceptions, and now you're helping them to reframe. But what are Mm -hmm. some of the, what are some of the breakthroughs, if you will, are there breakthroughs? And maybe on the other side of that, you know, just to get real, have there been some, you know, some, you know, I don't know, some, some freak outs, some bad trips, if you will. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, um, mm-hmm.
0: as far as what people get out of it, you know, a lot of it depends on why they are using salvia in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned addiction, you mentioned kratom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with quite a few people who have been addicted to kratom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they, I've worked with other people who are addicted to opioids, Mm. And they are in a state of having withdrawals. So, for example, this one person I was working with, if he doesn't have his cratum multiple times a day, he would kind of start to get tetany, cramping in his hands. He would start to sweat profusely. He would, you know, start to shake and get shaky and nauseous. Uh, same thing with someone I was working with who was addicted to opioids. Um, it was also Suboxone. And um, so I've noticed with that when they smoke salvia, the withdrawal symptoms
1: immediately stop. Hmm. Um no, it, so, it sounds a little bit like ibogaine in in that particular respect. I mean, you know, there's this whole study in Kentucky where they're doing a study around, you know, using ibogaine for, you know, opioid addiction. So it's nice to hear this. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it's very good for opioid and and co- co- cocaine addiction as well. Hmm. Um so there's the physiological side where it actually stops the withdrawal so the person doesn't feel like they have to go back and have that substance again Mm. and that that withdrawal cessation seems to continue for the remainder of the day for a couple of days even Mm. um also there is you know another part that comes with salvia is the ability when one's sitting with it mindfully to do parts work with oneself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we can actually get into um, emotional discussions, felt emotional discussions with different parts of our being. So you Mm -hmm. can get into a conversation with the addict. You can get into a conversation with the judge or the critic or however these parts are showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And Salvia can help you show you where these
1: parts are actually localized in your body. Mm -hmm. So the IFS work, the internal family systems work. Uh, Dick Schwartz has done that whole idea of, of really understanding that there are multiple parts of ourselves and some of them are exiled and some of them are you know protectors and so on and so forth so you're saying that this really helps you to see what you need to see and maybe bring the whole family together yeah
0: exactly and rather than um you know, rather than because again, there is this emotional neutrality that can come with Mm salvia, it helps one view with equanimity all these different parts of oneself. Mm -hmm. And so then one can view the part of yourself that is say your internal critic. And Mm -hmm. you can view it from a place of neutrality where that gets you more towards the step of befriending these different parts mm-hmm. rather than trying to exile them you know rather mm-hmm. than saying to the internal judge or the critic inside of you hey get the hell out of here you're messing my life i don't like you anymore
2: mm-hmm.
0: but that's that it's only going to make that part dig its heels and even more mm-hmm. and believe it or not these parts are trying to help us so they're actually trying to communicate something with us
2: mm-hmm. and so
0: it lets one um come more into a healthy relationship with one with all parts of oneself
2: Hmm.
0: and really just recognize them as merely parts that are trying to communicate with you and if one just listens then one can actually hear the message that might need to be um, heard
1: so this is uh this is uh good stuff and uh you know I, i just want to ask you finally Um, When you start taking a look at salvia, not a lot of people are really aware of salvia and its benefits as you've outlined. And I think probably to your point, you know, there hasn't been a really good route of administration. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've created this pipe and you've, you know, you've looked at a way to uh, certainly an approach uh, that allows people from a route of administration to have the set, the setting, really understand what's going to potentially happen. And then mm-hmm. from an integration viewpoint, really help them to uh, integrate uh, some of the stuff that comes up for them. Mm-hmm. As you say, these parts uh, from an IFS viewpoint are more accessible when you're under the influence Uh, the use of salvia Um, Mm. and that's for people who may be you know really tied up with some trauma or tied up with some issues that they might have dealt with what Mm. do you uh, what do you see as the future of salvia and your work in this field what do you think it looks like Uh, what does it look like to you yeah
0: yeah Um, you know I'm I'm seeing a few ways that this can go Um, The one thing I think that's important for people to know is the more one uses... So I mentioned these initial archetypal experiences that people have, you know, Mm -hmm. they they felt like they get taken to a place that they call Salvia Land, which feels Mm -hmm. like a village with inhabitants. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it feels like it's a very, um, you know, ancient village with... And there are certain archetypes that people experience within that village, Mm -hmm. um, meeting laborers, The experience of sitting in a schoolhouse Mm -hmm. um carnivals and festivals um circuses Mm -hmm. um, so there's the salvia land that people go to so there's you know you know a set of archetypal experiences that people have but then what one notices that over time as you continue to use salvia that those archetypal experiences start to fade and they no longer show up Mm
2: -hmm. and then it
0: becomes much more of a personally intimate private experience So more so than other plant medicines, I've noticed that salvia is a practice. And one does kind of have to come back to it repeatedly um, Mm -hmm. and learn one's own way of navigation. So a lot of what I like to do is I like to on-ramp people and Mm -hmm. teach you. Let's figure out how you figure out your dosage for yourself. Because there is some people a little bit more sensitive than others. Some people need a little bit more, some people need a little bit less. And we figured that out during the session as well. And to um, figure out how to navigate this space as well. So I like to say that you can take a passive or an active approach. Initially, I say people should take a passive approach where all they're doing is sitting with attentive mindfulness. And they're following how the experience unfolds in themselves without trying to get in the way or engage with it too much to begin with.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: I like mm -hmm. to say that you're getting to know Salvia initially, and Salvia is also getting to know you. So you're both kind of gathering information on each other. is so obviously, how is this person put together? How do they hold their energies? Where is their tightness in their body? What do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about their situation in the world? Mm-hmm. and um, And then over time, one kind of begins to know, okay, this is going to be my personal route working with this medicine. Mm-hmm. This is when I find, you know, some people find they go to Salvia when they're feeling physically under the weather. Other people mm. find that they do it when they are feeling anxiety. Other mm-hmm. people are using it as a meditative aid. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, you know, finding your own way of working with it. Mm.
1: So Well, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, when we start talking about uh, what the future might look like, you know, whether or not there will be a salvia land or whether or not, you know, when we start looking at addiction treatment centers, you know, we've got Um, Certainly a plethora of centers that are really welcoming people back five, six, seven, eight times because Mm. of their uh, use of opioids. And these people are still not, uh, you know, still not totally well integrated or still not totally aware somatically Mm. or psychologically as to. You know how to go ahead and deal with this but what you're talking about is a is a plant that you know when people uh smoke it in the right way and use it in the right way uh potentially could help them to solve a lot of the issues that they've got and that's 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 something that's very hopeful yeah it is
0: it is and people are having these experiences not just from the physiological standpoint where they don't have the withdrawals anymore but um you know, I think it was Peter Levine who mentioned that um, one one of the major components with helping resolve trauma is for there to be an empathetic, wit- empathetic witnessing of what one has mm. gone through. Mm. Mm. And this is what people feel so often with Salvia. You know, I mentioned earlier that there can be this sense of other. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few instances, quite a lot of instances, where people smoke salvia, and they feel as if there is this being that is witnessing them from a place of empathy and understanding. And so they feel understood. Um, There are some people who they smoke salvia, and for the first time in their entire life, they feel as if something else understands the pain or the hurt that they're feeling.
2: Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: And so that brings, you know, that that's a sense of feeling as if you're not alone. You know, there's part of the, you know, the, the social isolation that comes with being addicted mm-hmm. to substances and how right. one can push people away out of one's life because you're so dependent on the substance um, that, right. okay. You go through these rehab centers, you get clean, you no longer have any withdrawals, but then you go back to your life and you still feel isolated and alone. Mm. And then what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the substances again, because that's better than feeling the pain of isolation
2: Mm. Mm.
0: or feeling the pain of not being understood.
1: Right, right. Not being seen, heard, recognized and appreciated. Yeah. Right,
0: right. And with Salvia, people are having the experience where they're like, holy crap, I Mm. actually feel as if something else gets me. And so that that is, you know, when I say salvia is being a practice, there's also this major relational component mm. that comes with working with the plant over time. Mm. And as well, um, a big message that many people get from salvia is that they don't need any substances, including salvia. Mm. Um, salvia will be like, hey, you don't even need me for these things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you just have presence, self-respect, engagement, curiosity, living with kindness, and just, you know, dealing with life as it comes bit by bit, you're going to be all right, and you don't need anything else.
1: Um, Mm, I love that. I love the, I love the sense of uh, agency and the sense of uh, efficacy, you know, that individuals are the medicine, that individuals mm-hmm. are the answer that they have those answers and they have that wisdom inside and mm-hmm. it sounds to me like um you know salvia is certainly providing some of that wisdom and the opportunity to see ourselves as the wisdom keepers or the guides that really help us to get on the right path and do the right thing so let me ask you christopher um you know it's been great having you here Uh, I'm wondering uh, how do people find, and this is such a deep topic, we probably need to unpack a little bit more uh, on another show. Uh, How do people get a hold of you and how do they find out more about what you're up to and uh, about Salvia?
0: Yeah, so um, my website is salviahealings.com or you can email me at christopher at salviahealings.com. And... um, You know, I have some other podcasts and interviews there. I host Salvia integration sessions as well. And I'm in the process of setting up a Somatic Salvia network, um, which is another direction where I'd like this to go in really creating a community of people who are using Salvia for their own good and able to have group integration sessions and explore and talk about their experiences. Um, Because, you know, there are many people who, you know, I host online integration circles, and they say, oh, thank God, finally I can talk to someone who understands my experience that I had. And um, so there's this communal aspect of communal sharing and bonding, which is also quite important when it comes to healing.
1: Mm, Yeah, we all want to be seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated for our story and for our experiences, no matter... You know how bizarre they might seem you know i mean uh you know i mean it's like being able to remember your dreams and being able to share your dreams i mean dreams can be really kind of weird you know Mm -hmm. you know people chasing you people you know you're being able to fly i have a reoccurring dream of being able to fly i mean it's great you know but you know i don't Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily share that with people, but I I find out that you know it really is about the ability to go ahead and rise above your circumstances and to be able to like bring it up to another level. And wouldn't we all yeah. like that? You know, that's, right. that's right. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah. I, I just want to say thank you uh, again for uh, being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, us talking a lot more uh, during our. During our peer uh, peer group, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, we will. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Mindfulness Experience podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. For more mindfulness tips and tricks, visit our website at WorkMindfulness.com. Thanks again for being a part of the mindfulness experience. This is Keith Fiveson.